Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, and welcome to the New European Podcast, brought to you in association with Progress, the centre-left Labour pressure group campaigning for a Remain future for Labour and the country. My name's Richard Porritt. Who are you? My name's Steve Anglesey. Hi, Steve. Hello, Snowflakes, listening at home. Welcome one and all. Firstly, we're going to talk about the news, and we've got some bombshells. There is news. news. Yeah. There is news. We've struggled the last couple of weeks, but yeah, there yeah. is news There's this Brexit week. news. Then, Jerry is... Kind of on the Brexit blower. Yes. But actually, she did a live interview in some wind. In windy conditions. So blowy. It is. It was very blowy. And But she spoke to Justin Green, and it's a really good interview, so we will get to that. And then but it you... Does, it is, there is a bit of wind tunnel. It is definitely windy, yeah. right? But, you know, it adds to the atmosphere. It's been windy. She had, to chase her down. she had to chase her down a windy street. Did she? She had a lapel she, mic and was, everything. She's blowing away, Justine yeah. Greening. Yeah, she, she did. She's a slight woman. That was how the interview ended abruptly. <laughs> it just <laughs> flew off yeah. like Mary Poppins. Yeah, up yeah. yeah. <laughs> she went. Um, and then we'll look around at Brexit of the Week, as of course, as we always do. But first... I think, I bet... Theresa May wishes she could have flown off <laughs> like Mary Poppins when old Tusk got up in in Salzburg. I oh, imagine, man. I imagine so. So it, it's not gone too well for Theresa, has it? No, no. I think the idea that the, uh, I mean, if you've been, you know, obviously if you've been living in a cave, as people used to say, or a wind tunnel, or a just wind in tunnel, greening. or you, yeah, 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 or a, you, you're a sort of nanny and you've just been floating <laughs> in the skies above London on your umbrella. Um, a spoonful of jerry makes the medicine <laughs> go down. A spoonful of Brexit makes the, <laughs> the medicine go down. Theresa May went to an EU summit, didn't she? EU member states get together in yeah. Salzburg. Yeah, lovely. What have we been told about the EU member states by all Theresa May and her team, and all all the leaking has all been love checkers. The EU member states quite they're, they're moving towards us. They're going to tell that Barnier where to stick it. All yeah. of this. And um, what did Donald Tusk say? Checkers will not work. It will not work. Checkers, oh. mate. Oh, checkers goes pop. As Jacob Rees-Mogg tweeted. Now, if Jacob Rees-Mogg actually knows what Checkers plays pop was, <laughs> then I will I will give you fifty pounds. Oh, well, I'll have to catch up with him at conference then because I could do with fifty quid. Yeah, yeah. Um, I met Keith Chegwin once. 
I went, I went to a live recording of Chagas Plays Pop. Did you? I did. I was neither in the Chagas uh, Reds nor the Chagas Yellows. I was just an observer because wow. my mum works at the BBC. Oh, cool. Uh, and I, the special uh, musical guests yeah. were... Special musical guests were, I think it was... It might have been Level 42. Yeah. But it was certainly the Dooleys. Right. And I remember it being the Dooleys, who were like a terrible band from Manchester, a sort of Bucks Fizz style band from Manchester. And I remember it being the Dooleys simply because the cameraman had put on Keith Chegwin. Keith Chegwin was doing the link before the Dooleys. He had written Ghoulies on a piece of paper and stuck it to his camera. And Keith Chegwin, RIP, said, Hey kids, he's trying to make me say Ghoulies. And we all laughed. Well, that's funny. It was funny. He was a funny man. I, I hid from him. I was introduced to him while he was doing a swap shop in oh, yeah. York. Oh, yeah. And I what were you been... trying to swap? No, I, it was um, a completely accidental. Um, it was very early in the morning. Yes. And they were still setting up. All right. And there was no one there yet. Right. And uh, my mother said, Richard, look, it's Cheggers. Come oh. and see him. And I would have been three or four. I'd seen him on the TV, completely terrified. Yeah. Fast forward to when I was 16. Yeah. She spotted Timmy Mallet <gasps> and dragged me over to meet Timmy Mallet. But then the hard kids from school came around the corner and were like, oh, look at Porry. Oh, no. Timmy Mallet. Timmy Mallet's friend. Oh. God. Anyway, Theresa May has been even more embarrassed than I was meeting Timmy Mallet. Yes, she has. But she's going to tough it out. <laughs> well, right, yeah. She you said, know what I mean, she's, uh, did you see the press conference? Yeah, I mean, she looked, she looked Rough. terrible. But I, you know, she looked. We, we, we know that Theresa May is a is a diabetic. She did look. She looked shaky. She looked like she was shaking and sweating. I don't know whether this was in reaction to this bombshell news. It may have been. It may have been. It, it but she certainly have, looked shocked. Yeah, she did look shocked, she, and she looked. She actually, the, the, when she start, the more she started speaking, the angrier she became. She seemed to become. So, do you think in that case, she's said again? You know that the checkers is the only serious, credible way to avoid a hard border in Northern Ireland. Um, she said, "Yes, concerns have been raised, and I want to know what those concerns are." Yes, that might be a good start. And added, "There's a lot of hard work to do." Well, it certainly is because, as far as I can tell, and uh, you know, Mr. Tusk has said the suggested framework for economic cooperation, cooperation will not work. Yes, that's right. Will not work. I mean, she said. I've always said these negotiations were going to be tough and at various stages of the negotiations, tactics would be used as part of those negotiations. Um, I mean, she's not going to get very far on just a minute saying negotiations that many times. No, quite. But, um, but how long can we keep deluding ourselves well, that, she's that got there the... is, you know, these things are, there are hard and fast rules here that we are trying to break and that would give us a huge advantage of, over the EU 27. She's got, a, she's got a really binary choice now. Yes. Um, it is either redo checkers, start again, rip it up and start again. Yeah. Bit up and start uh, again. again. Or, oh, I loved orange juice. Or um, no deal. No deal. We were talking just before we came on air about what is on the table. So what is left? Well, no deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is nothing else. They, they say we won't rule out no deal. We can't. We've been long saying, well, no deal stays on the table, yeah, even yeah, though yeah. everyone knows it would be an utter disaster. No deal looks more and more likely all the time, doesn't it? Yeah, and that, I mean, and they keep saying they do not want to do a little carve up like they've got with 
you know, Turkey. Turkey have got like a sort of a partial yeah, yeah. customs union, yeah. haven't they? Yeah. So, but they, you know, they've sort of they've ruled that the EU don't want that. They don't really want another Norway situation. They don't want another Canada. They yeah. are you're either in the single market and the customs union, or you're not in the single market and the customs. You don't have to be in the EU. No, you can, but you can still be in the single market and the customs union if you pay a price and if you accept there's going to be some freedom of movement, you know? I mean, the thing is now, she can't even go to Parliament. Previously, I think her thinking was to go to Parliament and say, checkers or no deal, you decide. Yes. She can't even do that now. No, she can't. All she can go to, actually, with Parliament is no deal. <laughs> yeah, but this is an important thing, isn't it? Because the version of che the, the well, checkers itself, they were clearly never going to accept. So at least she's now in the position where... The compromises on checkers that she's going to have to make, which we all thought, you know, we all thought that the EU would give her until the end of the conference. They wouldn't come out with something like this. The end of the conference season. Yeah. Then when and it got to when it got to November, they would hit her with this. And now it's come. So it's come four weeks early, hasn't it? Really. Well, I, to be honest, I even thought that they they could drag it out even a bit longer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the very last thing. I, you know that they want is a is a hard Brexit who's just going to go well no Brexit's fine everyone get back to work we'll believe on yeah but but you get the feeling that likes of Boris Johnson may well do that yes that's right Theresa May's wobbling now I mean I know she's been in a perpetual wobble for the last mm. almost two years or more um, but but this it I mean I, I, she's got a conference that is ten days away yeah all the work that's gone into checkers yeah is they might as well just. I mean, it's a t it's a tire fire. This is yeah on a beach. Exactly, it is. Yeah, yeah. And the you know the idea the the idea. I mean, Macron this morning, even before Tusk had got up, was talking about the the there is a single a red line over the single market. You know, no access to this without um, being a you know adopting some of the other rules. Um, so it is, yeah, it is remarkable. How do you think that the Brexiteers will will play this? Because I think they'll obviously say this shows why we should get out with no deal. These people yeah. have humiliated our prime yeah. minister, etc., yeah. etc. Et well, they'll, they'll, there's two. There's, there will be two ways they'll play it. They will say, "Well, we did tell you, yeah, about checkers, yeah." But then, to be fair, as we'll hear, and when Jerry speaks to Justin Green, and that's not just the Brexiteers who didn't like checkers. Um, but yes, I think they will also say that. Well, look at look at the disrespect they've treated us with. You know, screw them. So she keeps backing herself into a corner, doesn't yeah. she, Theresa May? Yeah. She, Article 50, far too early, before yeah. we even began yeah. to work out all of this sort even of stuff. Even before that, we will leave the customs union, we will leave the single market. Yeah, this is what it means, exactly. Then And then, you know, and then we've had the, here's the deadline, it's the 29th of March. We're not ready for this. We don't know, we don't know what this is going to look like. And then... Yet again, she backed herself into the corner. Checkers is the only plan. This is the only thing. It's this or no deal. It's absolutely as it's written down. And at every step, she's humiliating herself, isn't she? Because now she's saying, it isn't the only plan. We're going to have to negotiate about this. I guess you know, the thing... To that... negotiate, you don't say, do you accept my plan, which no, you've just yeah. rejected. Bye. No, that's not a negotiation, is it? It's not really. I, I don't really... I mean... The more um, there is part, you know. Obviously, I'm a Remainer, but Are you? yeah, yeah. But e equally, um, if we have to leave the EU, 
as yes. sad as I would to do so, I would like Britain to get the best deal possible. Yes. You know, I have children. Yes. Um, the best deal possible is to stay in the EU well, if we have to leave. So I want the negotiations to be a success. These people who say, oh, you Ramonas are desperate for it to fail. No, I'm desperate for it to be a success if it has to happen. Mm. Um, but it has been so slapdash and cack-handed from day dot. And I think that there are some capable people. I think Ollie Robbins is a very capable, intelligent man. I, I don't doubt for a second that Theresa May is an intelligent woman. But there have been so many mistakes um, that... The only thing I can put it down to was the ridiculous decision to say we're going to do this in two years. Yeah, yeah. Just nuts and look at, yeah. It takes me almost that long to cut this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you're rambling on. Exactly. Rambling on and saying oom a lot. Right, so it's quick so, predictions. Quick predictions, yeah. Liverpool to win the Premier League. Ooh. Yeah. Well, um, see, I am a Man City fan. Yeah, me? yeah. I still think that Huddersfield Town could yeah, make a they, run on yeah, the top I'm, four. Putting them second, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Are we looking at a no deal now? No, I still think there will be some fudge kicking it, kicking the can down the road. It, are we looking at... I mean, Theresa May now is... I mean, we've said this so many times on this podcast, it's like a stuck record, but it's so embarrassing for her to have to go back to her party and go, all right, they didn't like checkers, yeah, yeah. it turns out, so we've got to start again. I mean, how... Disempowered is she now going into that conference a week on Sunday? It's re- it's remarkable. Yeah, it's absolutely remarkable. It almost makes me want to attend a Conservative Party conference. Well, I shall be there. You shall be there. Do you know in Premier Inns you book the room, not the people? So come along. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I mean, all of this has knocked the other bit of sort of bit breaking news on that we had um, on on Thursday yeah. into a cocked hat wasn't it which was yeah. which was only that Liam Fox well let's just pretend that we've got breaking news breaking brexit news yeah don't worry I'll work on work on another one so maybe something with telephones ringing and yeah that'd be good yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Yes, because what did you have for your lunch? I had some a lovely chlorinated chicken sandwich. Did you? I did, yeah. Straight from the States? Straight from the... I had it flown over you from Wyoming. You won't need to worry about that expense I know. soon. It's good, isn't it? It's Tell good us news why, because According to Business Insider, Liam Fox is planning to scrap uh, EU food standards after Brexit. He's going to use his Henry VIII powers to do that, which I'm th- hoping that he will... Um, Dress up as Henry VIII to do it, which I think would be good, like Sid James in um, in, in uh, Carry On Henry. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, they're going to rewrite food standards. This will allow us to do a trade deal with America. Woo! Uh, Yeehaw! Uh, Liam Fox, to his credit, has said that this is um, well, not to his credit. Liam Fox, Liam Fox denies that there will be a lowering of standards, says that is fake news, but he's also hinted that there will be different standards, so new standards. And, uh, and of course, Liam Fox said last year, didn't he, that um, you know, there's no, there are no health reasons why you shouldn't eat chickens that have been washed in chlorinated water, was I think the quote that he, uh, that he said in Parliament. So it looks like chlorinated chicken, it looks like hormone-reared uh, beef yes. will be coming. Yes. Um, all the things that the Conservatives said last year would not happen. Oh, politicians um, telling fibs. Liz Truss uh, seems to have sort of backed this up. Uh, she's been speaking at the Cato Institute, which is sadly is not. Um, no. People dress up as Clouseau and then <laughs> manservants leap out at them. 
Um, that would be amazing, wouldn't that it? Would I would be part be of that member. institute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I would be a member of that. But she has said that they are going to get rid of a thicket of regulation and control. There will be a new Anglo-American dream. And um, oh. yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, the, um, the this has come off the back of a Cato Institute uh, white paper that they have put up. Uh, they are saying get rid of all these environmental regulations, get rid uh, of the ban on hormone-fed beef, chlorinated chicken, and the the other thing that they want to do is open up the NHS to competition from the American healthcare industry, because as we know, the American healthcare industry is such a roaring success. Well, it's very easy to get opioids. Yeah, that is true, yeah. So, you know... Twos um, and roundabouts, isn't I, it? Am I right in thinking that in that report the Institute refers to Britain as Airstrip 1? Yes, it's the, that's been crossed yes. out and yeah, then put yeah. our special <laughs> relationship partners in um, instead. Um, and where is Michael Gove in all of this? You, Gover? You, the Gover, you the have Gove, to say. Sir. Where is he in all of this? Because he was the... He was the guy who mm. said, this will never happen. I'm the Environment Secretary. It's it not is. happening under my watch. There'll be no lower standards. Well, um, we do know from his appearance on the Andrew Marshall that he has to make... He said he has to be pragmatic and make some compromises. Maybe this is one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe screwing fishermen is the other. Well, it could be. Um, yes, that's right. The other thing about Liam Fox... I mean, I want to talk about Liam Fox later on in the Brexiteer of the Week. But the other thing about Liam Fox, by the way, is that last year, when he said that, that there would you know, chlorinated chicken is off the menu and now it appears to be back on the menu. He said, we're not going to lower food standards without a huge, um, or change the food standards without a huge public consultation. And that seems to have gone by the the wayside as well. He actually said this on on the Today programme in November of last year. Consumers will need to be consulted. We don't want to get into a situation where a huge amount of work is done to find the public won't accept it. We need to understand those parameters early on. And that seems to me to be um, at odds with the idea that you will just come in and use your Henry VIII uh, powers um, to, uh, to to get chlorinated chicken passed. It does rather, doesn't it? It does. Remember, Henry VIII used to like, sort of, he, they ate chicken drumsticks, didn't they? And stuff Raw, like probably. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also, we did chlorinated of- chicken drumsticks. Yeah. <laughs> Liam Fox, dressed as Henry VIII, eating a chlorinated chicken drumstick. That is the future of this country. Well, well fantastic. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Michael Gove. Have yeah. you seen? Did you see Sam Coates from the Times' tweet about Michael Gove this uh, morning? Yes, I believe I did. Michael Gove says in private that Brexit is a film, not a picture. Yeah. And oddly, last night I went out for dinner. I did not have chlorinated chicken, but we were talking uh, uh, over dinner about this thing in Silicon Valley it's all the rage in Silicon Valley uh, and it's microdosing right and you the idea is that if you're an exec in top exec in Silicon Valley and there are quite a few sort of you know yeah. leading business people uh, well, were up for this dinner. not no oh. in this article that we were discussing and um, and they like to get into work have a little tiny bit of LSD and it says it helps them be creative during the day. Just a tiny weeny, you know, a tiny right. little weeny bit. Yeah. And I wonder if Michael Gove is also microdo- microdosing. Right. Because he's going around saying things like, 
Brexit is a film, not a picture. <laughs> Isn't a picture a film anyway? Best picture, right? What is well, he I on used about? to go to the pictures when is I was he, a boy, exactly. did you? Yeah. Is he ripped to the tits, do we think, Michael Go? I don't know, but there is a very, very animated lawyer at the studio door. Um, so probably for legal reasons we should say that it is... He's not, it's unlikely. It's unlikely. It? Well, no, he's Michael not on Gove. it. He's not on, he's no. on LSD. No, he's not. He's Just not. He might. He might. I mean, MDMA. He's not. He's not. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, okay. there's, there's been some reaction to this news on um, on Twitter. People have suggested what Michael Gove films could be: uh, Crazy Stupid Gove, yes, Endless Gove, Eat Pray Gove, Punch Drunk Gove. Uh, Nula tweet says Doctor Strange Gove. <laughs> Code Cleaner says Gove and Gover. Good. Like Richard Look Gover Board, which is a, ah, got a Goldie Horn thing that's been recently re- remade, isn't it? Uh, Peter Freeman, who are you going to call? Gove Busters. Gove Busters. Uh, Dan Entwistle says uh, Gove unfactually. Love actually. Oh, right, okay. And yeah, yeah. Ben Palethorpe, the Gove, the Rab and the Ugly. Oh, so, that's good. That is quite good. That is good. So that was good, yeah. Oh, and then Hans Neeson, sorry, um, Hans Neeson said there should be a carry-on movie about all of this. And Sid James as David Davis. Yeah. Kenneth Williams as Philip Hammond. Oh, yeah. Charles Hawtrey as Jacob Rees-Mogg. <laughs> and Barbara Windsor, Boris Johnson. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> so, which is very good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is good. That is good. We come to the Labour Party conference. You're going to Liverpool. I'm going to Liverpool. I am. I shall be travelling up at the weekend. And uh, there's lots to do and lots to see in Liverpool. There is. But sadly, I shall be watching boring political chat in the conference centre. Yeah. For the most before, part, <laughs> before going out and getting hammered in the flesh no, pots no, no, of no, no. Well, the flesh pots of Liverpool. Do you know what? It's an interesting one because I, lo- I really love. For reasons, I've, I've loved this for a long time. Yeah. I've re- I've always really loved listening to political <laughs> writers and commentators moaning about how much work they do at conference. It's hard. It, it's, it's tough. It's tough for about three hours, and then you just go and get pissed. No, it's not. Oh it is, my it is hard work. Hard. It's hard work. Staying awake. That is one of the tough parts. Yes, but actually, Labour Party conference this year, for reasons that I can't fully go into, I don't think, is not going to be as populated by hacks as it has in previous years. Right, Tory will be the bigger event this year. So I think the party time is in Birmingham. I think. Okay, we just got to get through Liverpool. Get down diggers. I think we might have a few beers along the way. I would have thought um, so. But yeah, Labour, uh, T- Tory's going to be going to be well attended. So I mean, I've already picked the things I want to I want to go to at Fringe. Yeah, go on. Um, I've picked a few. There's there's always some great stuff at Fringe going on, yeah. of course, and the parties afterwards as well. I was speaking to a Labour MP this morning, and I, he was picking his. Um, he was seriously putting some thought into what he would sing at karaoke. They have a karaoke party. Mm. Most of them do. In fact, the press have one at Labour as well. And he was trying to figure out what he would do. He was asking my opinion. Last year, he did um, I Feel Love by Donna, Donna Summer. I Feel Gove. I mean, what? oh no. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. That's amazing. Well, that is a big song to isn't take it? on at karaoke at conference, isn't it? I, I wasn't there, so I'm not sure if he um, pulled it off or not. Yeah. But that is a big one. So he said he's going to pick something a bit more sober this year. I don't know if he meant like after he drunk less or yes. something, you know, a bit slower perhaps. Maybe you should do Love to Love You Baby, which was the follow-up to yeah. with all the sort of orgasmic moans in it. Yeah. Erotic, erotic, erotic spasms. spasms. Yeah, maybe. Or 
I'm not sure if I'm going to a karaoke night or not, but if I do, that's what I'll do. Yeah. Ooh, so I love you, baby. Very good. You should come along. Talking. This is good. so they try and give these fringe events interesting titles, you know, to get you, and they think they're funny. These guys. Yeah. Oh, cool. This is my favorite. Well, not my favorite. This is one of the ones that I may or may not be attending. All you need is love. Dot dot dot. And a good job. That's um, the Salvation <laughs> Army. <laughs> Obviously, all you need is love, is a Liverpool reference. So oh, they're, in, they're not anymore, are they? Midday Monday, that's what we should be attending. I should probably wear a Beatles wig. Um, I like this one. I don't really understand this one. This is uh, this is straight afterwards, and it's another musical themed one. How can we support our future musical talent pipeline? Talent pipeline. Is that like uh, is that like a, a didgeridoo? Yeah, I think is that it probably scouts is. didgeridoo. Something that you can blow through. Yeah. yeah. So I'll probably go along to that and see. And um, who have we got there? Kevin Brennan. He's going to be playing his didgeridoo. Uh, Steve <laughs> Rotherham will be. <laughs> Steve Rotherham, the um, Liverpool City Region uh, Mayor, of course, will be blowing down the pipeline, perhaps, and Sharon Hodgson as well. So good. That's quite a good lineup, then. Yeah. Good. Then, well, let's go. Let's Are there go. any more Beatles-related puns? Don't think so. That's disappointing, but, isn't uh, it? This is this is still on Monday. Monday's a busy day. Uh, this one is simply called. It's four o'clock. So probably be in the boozer by then. To yeah. be fair. Um, three school ministers walk into a bar. Dot dot dot. Oh, the japes. What fun! Yeah, that sounds brilliant. So there you go. Uh, I have no idea what even that's about. I presume it's an education thing, but really no idea. This is good, yeah. They're all on Monday, in fact. Yeah. Monday, 7 o'clock, Scouse Night. Scouse Night? Scouse Night. Steve Rotherham's going to be there as well. Andy Burnham's going to be there. Oh, he's a big Scouse. He is, yeah. Scouse Night. And I thought, oh, yeah, Scouse Night sounds fun. I'll go along. And then I noticed it was £20 to get into Scouse Night. Do you get a plate of Scouse with it? I imagine you do, yeah. That would be Imagine good. You do. My favourite, though... Sad-eyed Andy Burnham of the Lowlands. My favourite, though, is... And I shall be rushing straight there. It's also on Monday, 5.30 till 7. It is one of the um, Institute for Public Policy and Research uh, events. Yeah. And... Every bit as dry as it sounds. It is called Taming the Wild West. Taming the Wild West, not the Gove, the Rav and the Ugly. No. As, uh... <laughs> yeah, quite. I think it's something to do with the internet, and it's sponsored by Sky. Is it? Literally could be anything. Could be anything. So that's Labour That's conference. the Labour conference. And when is the huge Brexit debate booked in for? Ah, well... First, first thing on Thursday morning. <laughs> yes. No, to be fair to Labour, it is on the timetable... Um, now it might not yet have a vote we're still waiting on on that but uh, 10 past 10 Tuesday morning Brexit and the economy so it might just be Brexit and the The economy economy. Um, but we shall see but certainly uh, the Labour MPs which I've spoken to in the past week are actually keen for it to be debated just so at least they can move on from this Labour ignoring it I think think they can't ignore it this year I think it will have to be Debated and voted upon. I feel I still feel extremely sceptical that there will be any positive vote for a people's vote, or that, well, will be, that will be allowed to happen. I don't know if you saw the 
the sort of briefing that the somebody from the Corbyn camp had given to the Guardian, who had a sort of backgrounder on on this uh, Tuesday or Wednesday of this week, but basically. You, there was one of the one of the phrases that stuck out was Brexit is a red herring. Mm. It's not what people are interested in. Yeah, yeah. There's not enough support they for tell it. They us in, this all the time on the not, doorstep. No one mentions. There's Brexit. not enough support for it in polling. Yeah, quite amazing. There's not enough time to have a, a people's vote before March. It not would true. infuriate Leave voters. Well, maybe not. And and I think you know we know the real reasons, don't we? They yes. don't really want to do it. Yes. They don't really. They they certainly don't want to be seen to have been pushed into doing something by Khan and Amuna. Yeah. And I think they've come round to the idea now, haven't they, that they'd actually quite like it if people like Amuna yeah. left after Brexit, which is a scenario Absolutely. which I think is, yeah. is, yeah. is maybe likely to happen. This Absolutely. is probably the last Labour conference with the party as we know it, I think. Quite possibly. I mean, that, uh, just quickly before we end the news, I think that is where, where we're at. I think this is going to be a fractious conference. It was last year. Yeah. They've done very little to sort that out. In fact, yeah. it's worse now. Yeah. Um, you know, we threw, Brexit was a big deal last year in Brighton. Through anti-Semitism and deselection yeah. and all the rest uh, into the into the mix as well, and I think this is going to be a, the potential for this to be a really nasty, spiteful conference is is very much on. But it's going to start in a. Have you seen? It's going to start. I know. No, you can't go to this because you've got. A, you're going to your dream date in Bolton, aren't I am, you? I'll be there. Um, so you are on Saturday. You are going to the leave uh, means leave rally. The leave in means leave in Bolton. Brexit, Brexit. Yeah, it's at Bolton Wanderers Stadium, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and at the same time, I don't know if you know this. In Liverpool, they're having a pre. Um, it's a, women's conference on Saturday. They're having a pre. Oh right, okay. So probably after that, yeah. They're having a rally. Corbyn is going to be there, and the farmer playing. Really? Yeah. Saturday night. I think it might be by the docks or something like that. Yeah. You know, by all together now. All together now. Apart what from was the their Blair, called? The Kevin Blair Samson. Scum. Yeah, Kevin Sampson. Yeah, he wrote that really good book, didn't he? Away right. days was it? Oh called? yeah, 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 yeah. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. If, if they play Groovy Train, will, will they, they have to sit they'll down? They'll have to because surely they've only got. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> will they have to, to sit down? down. <laughs> it's not really a Groovy Train, is it, comrades? Because there are no spaces because for the ordinary workers. Yes, we need well, this Groovy Train class, to be renationalised. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'll have to play Groovy Train because it's one of their two songs. Well, all together Ooh. now. Yeah, and Groovy Train. All together now, apart from you centrists. Yeah. <laughs> you melt. You Blairite scum. Uh, it'd be good. I won't be there for that, sadly. I suppose now, I could go straight there. You could go straight there, couldn't you? Yeah, but could. what else is happening in Bolton on Saturday? Do you oh, know yeah. this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, there's going to be if you the Venn diagrams of crossover. It's of, tremendous. Of people who will attend leave means leave, and to also attend this event. I think will be it'll be almost like one circle. So Bolton Wanderers Stadium, which is just outside Bolton in, in Horwich, isn't it? Um, I think, and um, that is where the leave means leave rally is. Three o'clock Saturday afternoon. Be about, there. Funnily enough, it's about the same time that Gerard. Gerald uh, Batten will be making yeah. his speech as UKIP leader, isn't it? It's yeah. amazing that scheduling clash, isn't it? Um, five pound a head to get in, which I know you've you've paid, haven't you? Yes. Uh, and um, I wasn't and going to try and scale the wall. Farage, David Davis, and Kate Howie yeah. will be on a lineup. Who goes first there? Who's topping that bill? Well, it's I think Farage is top of the bill. Do you reckon they'll all come on at the end though, like at Live Eight and sing? Well, I think they will. Hey Jude. Yeah. 
combined age of those three, 195. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which is good. It's like last of the summer wine, isn't it? Do will come on on a bath? Nora Batty, yeah. <laughs> Nora Batty. But what's then, happening at the same time? But what's happening at the same time? They've brilliantly booked this on the same day that in Bolton, it's Pride. It's Bolton Pride. Yes. So you could... Um, you could take, they could, if you go into, if you're a big lever and you just like to listen to this podcast to sneer at us snowflakes, yeah. my advice to you, take part in the old, get gussied up, get, take part in the old Pride Parade, yeah. which leaves from Queen's Park. Yeah. Um, then you can go to the uh, Leave Means Leave rally, yeah, yeah. look out for Richard Porritt. Yeah. And then afterwards, they're having a big Pride party in Victoria Square, which is right in the middle of Bolton. And there are live performances from K.Y. Kelly and Davina DeCamp, which I think will be right up your strasse. <laughs> I shall see you all there. Who's on the Brexit blower this week? Welcome back. This podcast is brought to you in association with Progress, the centre-left Labour pressure group campaigning for Labour to pull its finger out and back a people's vote this week. Join the campaign at laboursay.eu. All eyes are on Labour Party conference. Fight Brexit. Sign up at laboursay.eu. Jerry. Hello. Bit of a different Brexit blower this week. Yeah. Because we sent you out. We yeah. ha- we, heard, we got wind <laughs> of the fact that Justin Greening... Was close by. Yeah, heard a so whisper. So we said, Jerry, get out there. Mm-hmm. Get her mic'd up. <laughs> we don't need to ring her. No. We can just go see and see her. See her in person. The only thing was that there was indeed a bit of a Brexit blow going on it at the time. It was a bit breezy. You happened to wander into a sort of... Uh, I caught the end of Storm Alley. Yeah, and it was a bit of a gale. It, yeah, frankly, yeah. So we're going <laughs> to play the clips. <laughs> and um, so, you know... Get your umbrellas up, listeners, and pop your max on because Jerry had to fight um, high winds and rain to get you these clips. I'm out there rough and toughing it on the street for this podcast. Absolutely. They're worth it. You might have to listen hard, but they're definitely worth it. Now, initially, the first question you asked her about was sort of how... How is Brexit going generally? Is that yeah, right? I want to know what she thought was kind of going on, what she, what she thought the negotiations, how they were going, and kind of a bit about what she thought of a people's vote. Okay. Well, I personally, I want to see people given a choice of a a second referendum, a final say on the final deal. I really do feel it's the best way that we'll actually find a resolution on this. There are some big issues facing our country, uh, not least lack of social mobility, lack of opportunity for too many young people growing up in Norwich. I don't think we can get onto that properly until we get off Brexit. And so, no, I think the only way you'll get through it is to really give people the say. Yeah, right. So, uh, to put it in context, she was talking... She was actually here, in Norwich, in fact, to talk about social mobility. So she touched yeah. on that and said that social mobility, uh, lack of opportunity for too many young people growing up, and she doesn't think that we can do anything to tackle that sort of thing until we've got Brexit out of the way. Yeah, that's right. She was, she was kind of here for her... Um social mobility pledge which is something that is building on what she did as education secretary with um with opportunity areas it's all about yeah uh, young people having yeah and when you know, she left the front bench she was very keen to continue her work on that yeah which she absolutely. has done nobly which you know and she's she's on this nationwide tour promoting it but she does think that you can't focus on that until we get brexit out of the way it's one of many things she thinks we can't really kind of fix in the country until brexit's sorted and that i mean that is 
clear, isn't it? I mean, that's yeah. been I mean, what else is the a... government doing at the moment, frankly? Well, yeah, well, is it you doing that very well? I think is a is a, is a fair question. Um, so that that sort of that that lack of I hate this, but Brexit bandwidth mm-hmm. clearly is an issue uh, as far as as she believes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then I pushed her a bit more on it because I really wanted to know what she thought about the prospect of a second referendum and really whether people should be given given the chance to, you know, have their say again. Well, let's see what she thinks. Well, I've set out that I think you need a final say on the on the uh, the final deal. I think it should give people three options. You know, either the deal the Prime Minister comes back with, um, leaving without a deal, which is the other option, or, of course, just staying in the EU. And I've said people should have their first and second choice. So vote for the thing you prefer most and then vote for the thing that you'd have if you don't get that. And it's exactly how we elect mayors all over so it's perfectly workable in practice and I think it can help us finally reach a conclusion on this but I think it's really important that people get listened to and there's so little support for the Chequers deal I've reached the conclusion that giving people the final say is the best way forward. Okay so that's really interesting actually Mm -hmm. because well firstly she backs people's vote I think we knew that but what but it's what interested me in that is the the form that it should take yeah so not just uh, accept the deal, don't accept the deal. No, she wants a preference, doesn't she? Yeah, so she says, that, uh, I'll, again, I'll read her quotes, they should have first and second choice, she said, but she thinks there should be three options, either the deal the PM comes back with, uh, excuse me, either the deal the PM comes back with, leaving with no deal, or simply just staying in the EU. Yeah, absolutely. I think even though, you know, I spoke to her a couple of days ago now, but it's particularly relevant today what she's saying that you know checkers isn't going to work because obviously that's also been echoed yeah you know, we're recording this on thursday by um so interesting again here we've got a lot of uh anger towards checkers from the brexiteers yep. but it seems that there is a growing concern and a growing anger to checkers from those moderate remainers progressive tories as well anger from all sides Theresa May's got no chance of getting this through Parliament, has she? No, I don't think so. Especially, you know, especially now we say the EU have said today that that's not going to work. Um, Remainers saying it ain't going to work and, you know, Leaves are saying it ain't going to work. I think she's... Um, Is there only one person in the country who does think checkers might work? I don't even think Theresa May thinks it's going to work, so no! <laughs> well, of course, uh, Good to Harry in the paper this week says that um, he, he sort of hints that Theresa May might actually be angling for it not to work. Well. So, we can, so, she can, so she's forced to go back and say, well, we've got no choice. Parliament isn't working. Politics is broken. Um, we can't get this through. It's the only only option I'm giving. So there's going to have to be a people's vote. Oh, do you think that she? Do you think that she's that Machiavellian that she? No, I, I really, I wish she was. I really wish she was, but I don't. I really don't think that is it. I think it's been a series of poor choices which left is left over with this hand. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Okay, for the final time, let's yes. get back out there in the wind and the wet. <laughs> And see what um, Justin Greening thinks about Boris. Yeah, you might you might even hear me. I can't remember if I cut it or not. Slap down her age. He told me I couldn't ask any more questions at this <laughs> okay. point as well. Um, you will be told. Just um, but yeah, I asked her what she thought about Boris and uh, and his outspokenness about um, about how Brexit's going. There are lots of people with very genuinely held, passionately held views. I do think all of us, whatever we're talking about politics, have got to look at the language we use and try and make sure it's appropriate. But in the end, I think um, for me, it's more about the substance of taking the right path for Britain going forward, but it being a path that people 
people have actively chosen. Okay, so she's quite uh, <laughs> quite strong there. Yeah. And say, I mean, obviously she's talking about the burka comments, mm. I think, and the suicide vest yeah, comment. Yeah, um, She says, um, I think all of us, whatever we're talking about in politics, have got to look at the language we use and try and make sure it's appropriate. Yeah. Um, and Boris has obviously hasn't been of late, um, and he's doing that on purpose, I'm, I'm sure. Of course he is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she, she does say that there's people with a lot of genuinely held views, which sort of edges it, I guess, a little bit. But did you, you know, stood there in front of her, windswept as you were, <laughs> even though you were, did you get a feeling that um, this is not a woman who's going to be backing Boris for leader? No, absolutely. As soon as I mentioned Boris's name, she had a little smirk, a little laugh. You know, I don't I don't think that um, Justin Green is going to be, you know, out on the doorsteps for Boris's leadership bid at all. I, I don't think that's what she's going to be interested in. Um, so I, I, I did think their comments were interesting and... Um, she is right about the language, isn't she? People do have to be careful what they say. Now, of course, earlier in the week, Michael Heseltine, mm-hmm. who we once put on a plinth here at the <laughs> European, um, said that he thought Boris Johnson would be the next leader of the Tory party. He wasn't happy about that, but mm. he said that he thought that the the grassroots were, were you know, very much behind Boris. Yeah. And if he wasn't on the last two, then they would simply, you know, there would be an uprising in the Tory party grassroots <laughs> ranks and they would simply write him in. Um, so it seems that the likes of Justin Greening and maybe Amber Rudd and the, these sort of Remainer MPs who were who opposed to Boris um, really have got little chance to keep him off that final two when we get to, you know, whenever we're deciding mm. who the next leader of the Tory party is. Do you think it's inevitable that it will be Boris, even if there is anger towards him from the likes of Justin Green? Do you know what? I'm hopeful, and I think it isn't inevitable. I I think that the tide has taken a bit of a turn, actually, in recent months. Um, I know there are those that support him, but I am remaining optimistic that... Uh, People aren't that stupid. Who's the other option, though? Oh, there was that list this week, wasn't there? Did you see that list yeah, that's yeah, going yeah. around, which I which I found um, really funny, and it's slim pickings, isn't it? Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. I, I know that um, Gavin Williamson is ambitious, but... He is ambitious. I'm not sure he's quite got the gravitas that's needed yet. No, I quite agree. I think also the fact that he put his weight behind the Brexiteers, or maybe not all his weight, but he, you know, he backed the Brexiteers in yeah. Cabinet... Uh, might mean that he would be expected to fall in line behind the most obvious yeah, Brexit yeah. candidate, which is Boris. Yeah. I think Jacob Rees-Mogg wouldn't want to split the Brexit vote, so would perhaps also put his weight behind Boris for a cabinet job. Oh, don't. I was trying to be positive and optimistic about it, Richard. If we're going to have to pick a Remainer, I mean... Maybe Justine should... Yeah. Take her, take her rain mac off, put her umbrella down... Yeah. ...and start thinking about her leadership bid. Yeah. I think that would be a good idea. Well, Jerry, thanks for braving the weather. Ah, you are right. It was a joy to just about hear your interview with Justine. We, I've got a feeling you were you like down at a seafront where there waves crashing in. You know, like a weather. Were you trying to walk into the wind? You it's know, actually like, on a street corner. <laughs> believe it or not, all the glamorous locations for me. A street corner with Justine Greening. Jerry, thank you very much. Brexiteer of the week. We're back, Steve. Who's the Brexiteer of the week? Well, I'm not going to tell you that. I'm oh. going to lead up to it. Give, give right, you the big right. build-up, man. I did tell you we need to do this quick, so I just want you to say a name and then we'll... Oh, and that's it? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to do that. Oh, I'm going to ramble on, then. on Come on, then. a great length as usual. Um, Liam Fox, I don't know if you saw this. Um, Liam Fox has got a great new wheeze. Uh, 
next year we are going to be going around the world looking for uh, new trade and what is going to be the the forward-facing modern thing that we, is going to spearhead our trade mission around the world. Uh, ooh, um, uh, ooh, I, 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 I like a mini with a Union Jack on the roof. It's a restored Spitfire plane. Oh. Now I quite like seeing a Spitfire. Of course, you go to an it air show. Fantastic. You quite, well. it's, it's it's great, you know. Yeah. And the Spitfire is really good. Do you think it's yeah. is it really the right? You know, we're withdrawing from this European ideal. Are which they all going to go in doing dambusters as well? It's a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit England football fan, isn't it? Do you know what they should actually do? And they, I mean this in all seriousness. There's yes. no gag. Just like really be nice to the Queen and ask her if she'll come along. Well, that see that you know, or the, the younger royals, yeah, you know, Meghan Markle, yeah. or oh, yeah, or just try and get in. You know, I presume these people all think Brexit's too toxic for them. Uh, well, yes, um, it is, but but we'll be out by then, and we'll need the trade deals. Well, we are. So anyway, Silver Spitfire, it's going around the world. This is this is the face of Britain. This thing that's. Um, it is, cover, here comes Britain. It is a silver Spitfire. It's a, it's so much an emblem of Britain yeah. that it spent the last fifty five years in museums in Holland. Right. Uh, and this tour is being sponsored by the Department for International Trade, but also by a Swiss watch company. Wow. So maybe the Swiss watch guys could have a word with uh, Fox and say, you know, it's quite a good being in the single market. Yeah, you know, or just it? times up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very good. Anyway, um, so um, so that is just a very very strange one, and I'm just, you know, if it goes well, what sort of forties icon is he going to drag out next? And I thought maybe Vera Lynn. Yeah. But then I looked, and do you know how old Vera Lynn is? She'll be a oh, well. Do you know what? I, th- I do, because do? she was the same age as my grandmother, now sadly departed. Oh, right, okay. So she would be 102, 101. She is 101 right. years young, right? and so I think she is probably not available, and Theresa May is basically going to have to come out, done up as yeah. the force's yeah. sweetheart. Yeah. She's going to have to colour in her legs with gravy browning. Absolutely. Like the old wartime. Actually, it won't be a problem because there won't be any tights or nylon available. Well, exactly. So, so she'll the, the old fact, gravy yeah. browning yeah. with the pencil seam up the no back. Problem. And then so she can do... With that. Well, she can do um, We'll Meet Again and Philip can come on because he looks like Arthur Askey, doesn't yes. he, with his round glasses. So yeah, he yeah. can come on, hello, playmates, <laughs> and do all of that. And I think that would be absolutely magic. Did you see Philip? And oh, I really like Philip. Did yeah. you see him? Um, with Theresa sat in at Checkers drinking tea and watching the chase. Yeah, they should have been watching the tipping point, really. <laughs> it was but... funny, wasn't it? Because clearly, I mean, it's difficult to be natural when there's a camera Very in front much of you, so. right? So I'm not having a go at all. I'm not making fun of them. But this, they're so bad at it. Like, yes. ooh, I'm having a nice cup of tea. What are you doing? I'm also having a nice cup of tea. While we're watching this quiz show, yes. And he said, the, the answers come on. And he said, well, I think it's this one, but none of them are quite right. <laughs> Leave. He's a lovely chap. Oh, he's lovely. Lovely old Philip. Just tell her to resign. Uh, Help! Nigel Lawson. He's reared his head once more. Uh, he's another one who's he's another political lightweight who used to be a political heavyweight. He is like the, the pictures of Tom Watson, by the way, are amazing. Tom Watson is now like trying to start wearing like what he deems to be trendy stuff I as know, well. Yeah, you yeah, see? Yeah. Well you'll <laughs> get had, to you know He had a button down. He had a button right buttoned up to the top Fred Perry long sleeve shirt on, on Sky News earlier on. It's amazing, isn't it? Um now um, I, I like a I like a Fred Perry T shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I am also a man of a certain age, 
and you know I I think I pro- I think I'll probably undo the top button at least. But it's he's been liberated, hasn't he? Because let's let's be honest. I mean, I'm a larger man myself, but I'm still available. You know, the, the XL is is works for me. You know, yeah. But he's been shopping at high and mighty for quite a while, hasn't he? And now he? he's like, wow, other clothes exist. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I can shop in, I can shop anywhere. So I could understand that. Good for him. Yeah, it is good for him. He looks great. He does. He looks fantastic. Yeah. Nigel Lawson, he doesn't look great or fantastic. No. Um, but again, he has lost a lot of weight. On LBC this week, there's good news. I'm giving you good news. Oh, great. Post-Brexit disruption will be very minor and it'll all be over within a year. From then on out, we will be benefiting. Fantastic. That's great, isn't it? All right, good. And it's not like Nigel Lawson has ever been wrong about anything. Never. Before, because he did his great budget speech, 1988, he said, there'll be no letting up in our determination to defeat inflation. I've reaffirmed the prudent policies which have brought unprecedented economic strength, and I've balanced the budget. And a few months after that, inflation went up from 3% to 8%. Interest rates doubled to 15%, and the UK was running its largest ever balance of payments deficit. So well done, Nigel. It's not like... Not like you've been wrong before. And, of course, he's not even going to be around for the year no, of minor no, disruption, is he? Because no. he's got permanent residency in France. Absolutely. Boris Johnson yeah. has made a speech to another right-wing think tank um, in America, and he said, he told them, and you'd be baffled if you were a yank and you heard <laughs> this, you'd just go, the f*** is this guy? What is he on about? He said one of the reasons people voted to leave was because they felt they were not getting a fair suck of the sauce bottle. <laughs> now... What does it even mean? So I looked this up, and it turns out that he went to America, and uh, I'll try a bit of local slang. It's not American slang; it's Australian slang. Uh, and they—it's uh, a popular off. phrase. Rack off, you drongo. You flaming galah. So maybe you'll try that the next time he goes. But there is a version of it that's more popular now than uh, you, we're not getting a fair suck of the sauce bottle. Um, but it's probably for the best that he didn't do this one because the the Australians also say well, you're not giving me a fair suck of the Savaloy, which um, which I don't think he can really use in his current circumstances. But the Brexiteer of the week yes. is Bernard Jenkin. Yes, remember in Heidi High where Ted Bovis used to say first rule of comedy spike timing. Yeah. Now Bernard Jenkin, Today program. Yes. Just this Monday, just gone. Yeah. Yeah. About eight. 8am, I'm listening away, they said, the boss of uh, Jaguar Land Rover, Ralph Speth, has made a speech over the weekend, and he has said that Brexit is going to cost Jaguar Land Rover £1.2 a year, and it's going to cause thousands of job losses. And Bernard Jenkin, 8 o'clock, said he's making it up. I'm afraid I think he's making it up. Uh, We've had figures made up all the time by scaremongers in this debate. I'm afraid nobody believes them. Hmm. Four hours later... Jaguar Land Rover announced that all workers at their Castle Bromwich plant in the Midlands are being put on a three-day week because of Brexit. First rule of comedy, timing. Absolutely. Bernard, congratulations. What should the listener do right now? Right now, uh, they should go out. They should, well, no, don't go out. You can no. stay in. Um, you can go straight to steadyhq.com slash en slash the new european or just go to steadyhq.com and search for the new european and you can support our campaign against brexit it's a great way to do it there are various uh various uh, bands if you support us uh you pledge to give us a certain amount of money every month 
Uh, in return for that, you get mentions on this podcast, you get mentions in the newspaper, you get some new European merchandise. Uh, it's a, just a great way to support our journalism. It would be much appreciated. And uh, and this week, uh, our new patrons, we're getting, we've got quite a lot of patrons now, uh, Kevin Deeming and Julian Viner, thank you very much thank for supporting you. our work. Uh, Kevin Deeming and Julian Viner are our, uh, our, our new supporters this week. Uh, you can follow The New European at The New European. You can follow me on Twitter at Sangle, C-S-A-N-G-L-E-S-E-Y. You can um, join our Facebook group. You can like us on Facebook. Um, but the, the important thing for this podcast, if you enjoy this podcast, is to leave us lots of lovely reviews on your uh, podcatcher of choice, iTunes, on Audioboom, on Spotify, wherever you listen to us, leave us a great review. It really will help us become more visible. We are a growing band of rebel Ramonas, aren't we? We are. More and more listeners every week. So tell your friends, share the podcast on Twitter, do it on Facebook, and there will be even more people listening to this pod, which can only be a great thing. Is that even possible? I, well, yes, it is, actually. Oh. That was the New European Podcast, brought to you in association with Progress, the centre-left Labour pressure group. This week's Labour Party conference is crucial in the campaign for a people's vote. Do not sit it out. Sign up at laboursay.eu now. If you haven't already, pop out and buy the new European. It is £2.50. It's in all good news agents. There's not just Brexit and politics. There's lots of great culture, lots of great art, lots of great comments. Steve will be back next week, although I imagine I may be on the phone from Labour Party conference, or at least in between Labour and Tory. Until then... Mr. Campbell, play your bagpipes. Here you go. Let's try not to be inappropriate this time, okay? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.